Hello from Temple Bar in Dublin. Stack of barley, Rodney's glory, and the foggy dew. And she sang each note there, like an Irish linnet, while the tears like fountains down her cheeks they flew. She wore no Costly diamonds, no paint nor powder, no none at all. But she wore a bonnet with a ribbon on it, and around her shoulder was the Galway shawl.
It was early, early. All in the morning, when I hit the road for sweet Donegal, she said goodbye, sir. And I hung and I kissed her, but my mind it will always be on the Galway shore. She wore no jewels, no costly diamonds, no paint in her powder, no none at all. But she wore a bonnet with a ribbon on it, and around her shoulder was the Galway shawl. All around her shoulder was the Galway shawl. Thank you very much, folks. Thank you. You're very welcome to Season 2 of our Tradfest Temple Bar podcast. It's been another unusual week since our last podcast, but I hope you've all been keeping well and safe. Despite these very strange times, I think the one thing we can all agree on is that music is something that can lift our spirits. We're continuing to work on our plans for next year's festival, and the Tradfest team look forward to the day when we can all be together again in music at Tradfest Temple Bar 2021. Together with our friends in Falcher, Ireland, we've created a series of podcasts to connect with our listeners from around the world on how they are coping during this COVID-19 period of lockdown. And we wanted to share these stories and experiences with you, wherever you are. Each week, we'll have a chat with different people from the music industry from across the globe. And, of course, you can't have a Tradfest podcast without a track or two. And that opening track was Galwishall, sung by Dublin's Derry Farrell there, which was recorded at Tradfest Temple Bar in the City Assembly House in Dublin on the 27th of January back in 2019. Today we're delighted to have Marianne McTeague Kiefer join us. Marianne is the radio presenter of Irish music show Ireland Tonight on Chicago's WDCB 90.9 FM. Now, Marianne, the last time we met was back in January at our Emerging Artists Showcase at Tradfest in Temple Bar. This was your first time to come to Tradfest and maybe you might tell us what your experience was of Tradfest 2020. Oh, you know what? Kieran, it was beyond anything I could imagine. I mean, I love being in Ireland. I would be there all the time if I could. And I've been to so many fests, but that was so special. I think part of it was just the the intimacy of the area and all the people that were there from all different places in the in the world. I met people from Spain, from Australia, from Alaska, you know, all over. And everybody there was so into the music and also so interested in seeing all the new groups like that day when we saw each other. There were new groups that were you know, trying to make a headway into getting over to the States or anywhere else. And there was just a different vibe to it than I would you know, say a regular fest has where people are there to enjoy the music while they're having their pint. It was, it was just a glorious week of music. 
that's one thing, I suppose, about uh, many of the venues at Tradfest in Temple Bar in Dublin is that well, a lot of the venues, actually, there is no alcohol in the venue itself. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe one, but well, one or two of the bars, you know, the pubs for the small ones. But even there, the drinking wasn't the major interest of people. It truly was the music. We're all about the music. Now, I don't know how I introduced your show, Ireland Tonight, on Chicago's WDCB 90.9 FM. How would you introduce it? Well, it's usually just good evening and welcome. And, you know, we're here for the music. We it, It's a show that I try to be able to do many things. One, keep the tradition going, you know, from the bands that really brought a lot of the earlier musicians, if they're recorded, but a lot of the earlier bands, the Bathy band, things like that, the, the Dubliners, Stockton's Wing. Um, and then I also try to introduce a lot of the new bands to get people, you know, into that. So it's kind of a, a show that I just weave in and out of with the music and trying to get people who, who maybe don't know them or do know them and just love them to be able to listen to a variety for the two hours that were there. Now, you're actively involved in the Irish music community in Chicago. How did that start for you? Or how did you get involved? You know, I, I grew up in Chicago. My dad is from a small town and just outside of Monaghan Town, Three Mile House. When they came over here, they moved into a, you know, at that time when you came over, you lived in the area. If you were Irish, you lived in the Irish area and you went to the Irish Catholic Church. And if you were Italian, you lived two blocks over and you went to the Italian church, you know. And but we lived with a community where the music was just part of what they did when they got together. They didn't have money, but they had their instruments. And so if you played, you played. If you sang, you sang. If you didn't, you enjoyed. And so we kind of grew up with that. So we always had the music there. And then we've just been so blessed in Chicago with the musicians. I mean, Kevin Henry and Malachi Tui, who we had just unfortunately lost, and the Nearies, and, you know, so many, the McGreevies, so many wonderful musicians. We had, you know, of course, years, years before, Chief O'Neill, who kept a lot of the, that music alive. And so we had that. And then now we have Liz Carroll, Jimmy Keene, Marty Fahey, Dennis Cahill, Lawrence Nugent, Pauline Keneally. You know, we can go on and on. We're just so fortunate that it was just here. So it was always a part of my life, you know, and I'm so blessed that it was. And would you say that there's as much Irish traditional music in Chicago now as there was in your youth? Yes, but I don't feel it's in the houses as much like it was the entertainment for families at the time you know what i'm saying like when, when when i was growing up my grandmother would have her friends all over and they would come and people take their instrument and pretty soon there was a circle and everybody be playing and taking their turn i don't know that there's that i don't think there's that much of that anymore but as far as concerts sessions and pubs you know but it but it's moved more into that kind of a venue rather than the entertainment in people's homes. So, well, I think it's probably uh, quite similar over here. Maybe a lot of it has moved to pubs and pub sessions and that, and maybe less in the homes. But your own home then, when you were growing up, you're part of a, a large family over there. Did you play a bit of music? Did any of your family play? You know, my grandfather did. He played a fiddle. Um, but the rest of us, really, there was no money for instruments. So we never played, unfortunately. It's something I thought, you know, if I can think of my next life, that definitely be part of it. But we were always at the music. 
so it was always around. My grandmother would take me to Kevin, Kevin Henry's house when they had parties or like I said, they'd come to my grandmother's house and there'd be a concertina out or a fiddle out or somebody had to sing. And um, so it was there, but unfortunately we didn't have the, uh, the means for the instruments. And were you aware of the importance of somebody like Kevin Henry? You know, at the time when I was that young, I was more interested in Pauline Henry's cookies. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> she made wonderful cookies. But yeah, I don't know if I probably didn't look at him as he was important as I do now. And I can look back and see all the, you know, that Liz Carroll, Jimmy Keene, Marty Fahey, you know, grew up on his knee and watched him play and learned to play. You look back now and you realize the importance at that time. It was just part of what our life was, you know, on, on a Sunday night or on a Thursday night or something. So I don't think I knew the importance. It was just that there would have been a deep hole if all of a sudden that was pulled because it was just part of our life. So they are very treasured memories then. They are, and, and more and more treasured as we, we lose more of these people. And also more treasured, as you just especially now with this time when you're at home, you know, and you can't do much. The music has been like the bomb that has gotten us through it. You know, you, it soothes you, and you can look to it. And I'll tell you, the, the musicians in Ireland have been just, I just don't know how to thank them enough, because we can't turn our Internet on without being able to find live music somewhere, whether it's, you know, Wee Banjo 3, Marie Nagabli, Maureen Meany, just so many people have been putting that music out there for us. And it's really, I know for myself and my family, it's just something that we know we can always, you know, if we're getting tired of being in the house or something, we can turn that on and they're there for us. So the music is just, it hasn't lessened its importance. It probably right now has been the thing that's kept us going. And tell me about the experience in Chicago during this lockdown period. How are you coping and what are you doing to get through it? Well, you know, it's it's very, who would have thought? I was thinking the other day, that, you know, the, who would have thought that the last fest I would have been at was was Temple Bar. Mm -hmm. And when I came back, it, pretty quickly after that, this started and, and shut everything down. Every Sunday night I was at a session on Galway Arms and on Thursday nights I could go to the Gaelic park another night you I mean it was really something you did now you don't have that and the the coping I think is right now it's just you're putting up with it you know what I mean I yeah. wonder what's going to happen now that it's starting to ease up and come back when it's very restricted it's not going to be back to what we were we had for who knows how long I think the the hard coping is coming up now it's like it's going to be a little bit open, but certainly not enough. And who's going to get to have a job and who's not? And when can we have the music? And unfortunately, I'm just afraid, and I understand why, but I'm afraid that the kind of like sessions or things like that are going to be in the very tail end of what they're going to allow back again, because that draws a crowd. Yeah, it seems as if the music will be the last to get going. At least we do have the online, as you say, the online session happening. And for yourself then, as like you were a career guidance teacher and then you're a presenter of your own radio show in Chicago, how did that emerge or how did you get yourself into that area? I had been going to fests and, and hanging around with people that love the music and I happened to run into Bill Margeson, who I'm sure you know. He and Shay Clark were starting a show called Blarney on the Air here in Chicago. 
And so as time went on, Bill had said, you know, well, Shay can't come in tonight. How about if you, you know, come in with me? And I was like, I don't know anything about, you know, hosting a show or the, you know, enough about the music. And he'd be like, no, come on in. It's just fun to be here. So that started that way. And then when they split their show in half, Bill had an hour, Shay had an hour. And Bill called me one day and said, you know, I'm finding I'm not enjoying doing this by myself. How about coming and being my co-host? So we did that, and then Bill decided to kind of go a different way into Cajun and, and bluegrass music, and so he started his own show called House Party, and I kept the uh, Blarney on the air, which then I changed to Ireland tonight, and then fortunately the station offered me a second hour when an hour beca became available, so then I had two hours to be able to get the music out. So it was something that was never planned, but it's truly been just such an enriching experience for me the people I've gotten to meet such as yourself um, and the musicians and it's it's just been a tremendous tremendous opportunity and experience that I never had seen coming but will always be truly thankful for and hopefully I'm doing enough giving back to uh, be you know to thank for the enrichment I've gotten. Well, I know from speaking to some of the musicians here, they're grateful for the exposure that you've given them over the years. But it's not just music. I mean, it's Ireland in general that uh, your, your show focuses on and Celtic. True. We try to do, I try to get, you know, of course, there's so much Scottish influence. Then we've had bands, you know, from now from the Isle of Man, from France, uh, Australia, just different bands that have brought it in. So we try to make sure we get all of that in under the umbrella of Celtic, although there's some musicians that don't like that term, but I don't know what other one you'd use. So we, we, so we do try to get all of that. And yes, Ireland is really important. I just love being there. The minute I have to get on the plane to come back is like a very depressing moment for me. Um, but it, it's just, when you're over there, the feel of the music is different, I think. And, and, and I can hear the same tune, the same song that I can hear here. But when you're over there, the magic comes with it. So I try to give that to the people, too. It, it's interesting to just, when you're back home in Ireland, to just listen to the musicians talk and, and how they live it. If you go into a pub there at a session, it is different than a session here. Uh, and I, I don't know that I can put my finger on other than just there's a spirit or a soul that maybe is just lives within the, the facility itself. I don't know. But... There, there is something there that I, I hope I can get across to my audience. Well, I know from just the various bands that I've spoken to over the years are delighted with what you're doing for it and for actually putting them on the map over there. About the different bands, what, are the, what bands have you met yourself personally or how have you interacted with them over the years? Well, probably the first, other than you know, in Chicago, individual musicians like Liz Carroll and Jimmy Keene, who I live near, so you got to know them. Probably the first ones I get to meet were Fergal and Enda Scahill, individual, individually, actually. Uh, Fergal was part of the David Munley band when I was first working with Bill Margison, and uh, I got to know him, and then Enda was over here with the Brack McGuire band, and Sweet. for some reason we clicked, you know, and, and became good friends. And so we had those bands slide, came over, went, oh, honest to God, I don't think they were even shaven yet, Karen. And they, <laughs> they got off a plane and came in to do a show with us. And we were in a teeny tiny studio. They couldn't even sit down. And they were just so happy that we gave them exposure. And I'm sitting there feeling bad. We can't even give them a chair. You know? um, David Curley, honest to God, was not shaving yet. Um, but we, here I have Dara Bracken and Eamon Debarra. And, you know, we, and I'm just sitting here going, 
oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, and some good friendships have come about through that. David Curley lives right near us, and I see him quite a bit. The Sox boys have been dear to my heart. Um, that was just an evening of me not being able to sleep and being on YouTube and what I was listening to underneath it said Sox in the Frying Pan, and I thought, oh, that's kind of an odd name, and flicked onto them and got a hold of them. Um, so, you know, it's just that kind of thing. The Jig Jan boys have been at my house a lot lately. In fact, when it was time, when the, the epidemic, you know, just all of a sudden started, they were, they just got canceled out of like 33 gigs, stopped at my house to drop all their stuff off. And I've never seen four so forlorn looking fellas in my life. It broke my heart. Um, but anyway, you know, they're just, when they come over here, it's kind of like I try to make it a place where, my house a place where they can just kind of sit back, take a nap if they want to, get fed a regular meal and not junk food and, and just kind of relax, you know. And, and so as a result, I've ended up with some just lovely, I don't know, they're definitely friends, but they're kind of like my, my kids now, you know. It sounds like that you're mothering them all right for sure, Marianne. Whether, whether they want that or not. <laughs> One Irish mom's probably enough, you know. <laughs> I'm sure they're delighted with that uh, connection for sure. Well, you know, for anybody being on the road, if you're on the road five or six weeks in the United States, just to get to somewhere where people will look after you and make you feel welcome, and it is an Irish welcome that you provide for them. So I, I'm sure fantastic comfort in that for any travelling musician. Well, you know what's interesting, Kieran, what you know, when we... They get over here, if they haven't been before, they don't have an appreciation of the size and how many hours they're going to spend on the road. You know, whether it's my house or there's many people across the states that, that provide wonderful, you know, space and care for them. But to just have somebody, you know, walk, open the door and go, you know, hey, what's the cracker? Come on in. You know, just to be able to do that because people don't realize their life is rough you know it looks like oh you know once you're on stage boy well, you have a fun life it didn't say that you just drove 16 hours straight through to get through there your first snowstorm that you never had to do before or you know found out what a tornado warning was in the summer <laughs> so it, it's not easy for them over here so I think anything we can do to help it make it a little bit easier a little bit more like home or and also just to thank you that they're willing to share their music and talents with us it uh, it reminds me of days long ago, Mary Ann, we could have done with your company at that time all those years ago when we were on the road in the States. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, at that time, I would have been one of the ones standing on the table with the beer in my hand singing along with you guys. You know? <laughs> now, I suppose this is not a fair question as we get to the end of this brief chat with you. And it's lovely to talk to you, uh, Mary Ann. It is unfair, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Lockdown music, if you were to pick three bands or three songs or three tunes, what would be your three? Um, I would have to say um, something from Lunasa, definitely, from their Say album, maybe Absent Friends or something like that. Uh, Lunasa, I find, is a group that if I need, if I need to just go be, and be by myself, I go to them. Um, the, oh, boy, this, this is a really tough one. Um, you know, there's a, a new band out right now that I'm really enjoying listening to, are the Conifers. Are you, do you know them? Young yeah, band. And I, yeah, and some incredible talent with uh, such a respect for the music and the musicians that came before. So I've been listening to them. Slide, of course, uh, I really enjoy their music. And I'm trying to think here, Arcady. 
Uh, Liz Carroll, of course, she she has two tunes out right now that in this terrible time I've really been enjoying, Never Far Away and Lament for the First Generation, kind of give you a piece to it. So I would probably say that. And, of course, you know, if you need to be revved up, you've got Socks and Jig Jam and, and We Banjo 3. <laughs> so there's your, there's your six out of the three that you were going to offer me anyway. Right. <laughs> right. And then I have to go, Conla and Quig. And just... Yeah. <laughs> There's a fantastic cohort of young groups playing. The young groups are amazing, aren't they, Kieran? Mm -hmm. For as young as they are, the talent they have, most of them want to give, they want to keep that tradition there. They have that respect for the tradition, but then they take their own way of arranging things and making it theirs. And um, when I listen to groups like Conla and Gwicha and, and like this Conifer group who I had in the studio who just wowed me with, their respect for who came before them with Brian O'Leary and of course Marty Berry whose great grandma was a you know traveling singer um, it, it was just so wonderful to hear that they weren't there just for themselves and I, I just feel like like when you talk to them you know they will they will tell you who were their influences you know it isn't just that you know I'm here for myself and I'm a good player and listen to me they're not that way at all and so it's just been rewarding, you know, to get to know them and to listen to their music and look forward to, you know, more coming. So a respect for the tradition, I suppose, then. Right, right. And, the, you know, and, and the interesting thing I found is as I get new listeners or younger listeners, they don't know the older bands. So then that's another way of bringing, you know, the, the bands that came before back in to, to let them, you know, know who they are. I, I was talking to a group of kids the other day who didn't know who Tommy Makem was. Like, I about fell over. But then I thought, well, how would they if it's not being played, you know? So we got to get that kind of stuff out. Or they wouldn't know Arcadie. Or they wouldn't know, well, maybe Stockton's Wing. Um, so that's that's been a great thing, too, to be weaving them in and out. And a lot of these bands will take some of those tunes and bring it, it, you know their arrangement to it and so sometimes i'll play both you know so it's um i think that they really the new groups out now are just um tremendously talented and tremendously respectful i guess would be the two things i would say that's a nice note on which to end our chat here with uh, Marianne McTeague Kiefer here on the Tradfest podcast Marianne, can we expect you back in in dublin next year do you think Oh, I hope so. I'm praying for, tra I'm thinking Tradfest could possibly be the first thing that would even be open. Who knows for that? And then to see my family over there too. I, I just would hate to, now that I've been to Tradfest, that's, you know, you guys are kind of like giving somebody a drug. You give it to them one time and then you're waving in front of the nose. That was so much fun. I would never want to miss it again. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We look forward to when we're all together again in music at next year's Tradfest, provisionally set for the 27th to the 31st of January 2021. And while we're all waiting for that day when it's safe to travel again, you can fill your heart with Ireland by going to ireland.com. Ireland.